Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad. Today we are going to be discussing Wonder Egg Priority. Before we get into this insanity of a show. How you doing? I'm good. I feel insane. I still don't know how I feel after all of the shenanigans of this week's thing. On top of the shenanigans of just the week in general, it has been a week... I'm just glad to be on vacation, finally. Yes, yeah, uh, it, oh, yeah, this this week has felt really, like, I don't know, like, low, I guess? For me, it's just been, it's very gloomy, very rainy, and and I feel like I've done, like, nothing of significance, and everything that I was supposed to do that's been really important, I've been kind of procrastinating, so it's not been a very good, like, <laughs> like week for me. I don't know. Just one of those ones where my brain was just not happening, and I was struggling to just do like basic things. You know what I mean? I get that. I mm. totally understand that. Yeah, tough week. Yeah, that's just that's just how my brain runs at all times. Yeah, yeah. But one thing I will say, I did play the new Demon Slayer game. Oh yeah. So I've been enjoying that. The story mode is really weird in like the exploration point of things. Mm -hmm. Like it's very linear, very limited, and you just like have demons pop out every now and then. And then, you know, you have your boss fights with the quick time event things. It's fun. It's really interesting. The combat is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And the story's pretty, but it's not. It's very mismanaged pace-wise, yeah. so I'm still not how I'm sure about it. But for, like, a couch co-op type thing, oh my god, that's going to be great. Yeah. I can't wait to sit down and play that with friends. Hmm. Yawn. See, it just consists... This this whole week is just me. I, I've been in bed this whole week. <laughs> I wish I could have been in bed all week. I wish that would be... That would be absolutely lovely. But, like I said, I am now officially on vacation for this week, so I get to sit back, You chill. can be in bed this week. Yeah, just not my own bed. I'm actually going to be house-sitting for my aunt this week, which means uh, I get to see the party. beans. Yeah, tub club, and I get to see all the dog beans. I'm That's so happy. Cute. That's cute. Yeah, I get to look after the pups, tub club. It's going to be a great week. I'm excited. Yeah. Plus anime, I get to get caught up on all the shit I've been saying. I'm going to yeah. get caught up on. I'll actually watch Squid Game, because apparently that's taken the world by storm. Yes, and... I haven't seen it either. And and what is it, like, number one on Netflix, number one across America? It's like Netflix's biggest show to date. Yeah, breaking records, become a huge internet sensation. Yeah, it's all that's on TikTok. Like yeah, anime TikTok. Yeah. Like every variation of TikTok possible, it's on there. I've seen so many gamers as well doing like Squid Game in Roblox and Squid Game, and I've I've like I tried to watch one of them, but I was so confused because I watched the show that I just couldn't get into the video. So yeah, I mean, even Mr. Beast is doing a real life Squid Game thing at this point. Which yeah. I mean, if anybody's gonna do it, it's him. So I mean, mm -hmm. why not? But yeah, yeah, weird, weird shit. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all that I've been into this week i've been reading a new manga mm, what about uh so it's a romance so you know at me in the comments if you feel like it i know you're gonna come at me <laughs> anyway 
Because, you know, sad, lonely boy over here. Anyway. <laughs> no, you can read your romance. But, They're just not yeah. my preference. Oh, I, I know. I know what your preference is. Sports! Exactly. But yeah, so, dude is in a wheelchair because he got into an accident and he gets reacquainted with his high school best friend. Yeah. And she's cool and she's starting to fall for him, but she's like, oh, I don't know if I can be with him because he's in a wheelchair because she doesn't know how she feels about him being in a wheelchair. Plus, she gets to see how society treats him. Right. While he's in a wheelchair and it's just, it's a very interesting story. Like, I'm kind of captivated by it, but at the same time, I'm like, this girl's a bitch. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how I feel. Yeah. Which again, kind of contem- like it just all ties together how this week has been, especially since I've started watching this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I feel like when we cover really heavy topics like this, it does kind of put a damper on on our actual living, like our actual lives. It really does. Yeah. Like, it it's amazing how a show can kind of affect everything else around us as well. Yeah. Because the the entire time I've been watching this, I've been running it through my head about how I'm going to talk about it. I don't know if you do the same thing or not. Yeah, no, I do. But it's just, like, it's constant. Like, how am I going to present this? And then it just causes me to overthink everything about the show. Yeah. And at the end of it, especially with the ending, because did you watch episode 13? The the special? I did not watch the special, no. Oh, Oh no. Oh, okay. No. Oh no. I didn't see a special. <laughs> oh no. I just saw it on Wikipedia now. I, I I saw a comment about the special that it apparently just gives you more questions and doesn't answer anything. And I saw that it's like majority of people who have been talking about the show have been saying that it's most likely not going to get a second season. Yeah. <laughs> It sets itself up for a second season, in a way, but at the same time, it, I don't know, the special royally- Oh, I just I, read the I description don't... of it on Wikipedia. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, I, okay, so let's, I don't have any news. I, I haven't had time. This week has flown by between trying to get the Twitch set up yeah. for the podcast and everything else which by the way twitch.tv forward slash bnb anime you should totally drop us a follow because i'm planning on streaming some anime games uploading them to youtube all that fun stuff in the future however so i've been trying to get that set up i've been helping the people in my streamer friend group playing with them and kind of those kind of shenanigans so i've neglected all of my duties but also I don't think there's been any news this week of any, like, substantial nature. No, I mean, the biggest news that I've kind of seen about our kind of, like, nerdy world has been about Squid Game, so... Um, and just one more reminder to to update your Twitch password if you didn't get around to that last time because of the hacking situation. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But other than that, I haven't really seen a huge amount of nerdy news myself. Yeah, like, no just big video game news other than uh, Nintendo Switch stuff. So Nintendo has announced that you can do a $50 upgrade on your uh, Nintendo like online membership for the year. Yeah. And for this extra $50, you will get access to all uh, Nintendo 64 and Sega titles. Hmm. So like Genesis and whatnot, they're going to be doing a lot of those. 
And so you'll get access to all of those titles, and they're going to have multiplayer functionality on some of the stuff. So like the old GoldenEye games and Pokemon Stadium and all those kind of things. Sweet, yeah. I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm intrigued. Also, the new Animal Crossing DLC, which is going to be $25, is going to be included if you get this new membership deal so if you're a big animal crossing person yeah that 100 percent makes it worth it am i going to do it i doubt it right mainly because my switch has collected dust yeah so i don't know if i personally would do it i love the idea of what they're doing and i mean it's only an extra 50 dollars a year which is like four fifty five dollars a month yeah, well, you know what's funny, actually, and uh, the other day I went out to um, meet up with a couple of the girls I have a class with, and uh, and they're a couple years younger than me, um, and not all of them, some of them are like around my age, but they, these two girls in particular that I'm talking about were a couple years younger than me, and one of them had to clear out their bag at one point because their water bottle broke and it was like leaking into their bag, so they had to clear out their bag and, and clean out um the the water in it and one of the things she pulled out was uh and like nintendo console the ds 3ds or something i don't know what it was and then the mm-hmm. other girl pulled out a 3ds as well and and they both were just carrying them around and it took me back to primary school of sneaking my game boy advance into my rucksack to go to primary school and then being with my friends in the playground and then teachers coming up to us and being like, give us the batteries because that's how, cause they couldn't take away the console, but they could take the batteries without getting in trouble, but they couldn't like at that point, I don't know what it was just, I guess, school policy or something that they can't take your possessions. Mm-hmm. So they would make us give them the batteries in it. And it uh, made me laugh a lot because I was just like that. These girls that are walking around with their fancy DSs. And I, I just had my little purple Game Boy Advance. But I, I love that, though. It was like, such a nostalgic moment, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you don't hear a lot of stuff like that. I say that, I know plenty of people that carry their Switch everywhere they go. Yeah. So, man, yeah, that's that's just still good to hear. Very nostalgic. No, yeah, 100%. It makes me, like, I don't know. It's it's like one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, that, that hasn't changed since it started and you kind of think because for a while there handheld consoles kind of went out of fashion i guess for like about five years i'd say when i was between the ages of like like 13 and and yeah like 17 or 18 i feel like they kind of went out of fashion even during the 3ds period i don't feel like they were as popular like people were buying them for one or two specific games but recently within the past since covid really they've become way more mainstream again. I feel like a lot of that may have to do with the Switch and therefore the lack thereof switches. So people have just kind of been settling for whatever they can get their hands on. No, I agree. I agree. And I feel like with the hype that's been around like Animal Crossing and stuff, I feel like a lot of people that weren't really gamers before have kind of become gamers. Well, I mean, during the height of the pandemic, whenever there's a lot of stay-at-home stuff and people couldn't get out, I feel like that kind of drove people to the gaming community, because gaming has and will always be an escape for people like us that game and play online games with people. Yeah. So, in a way, it's a way to bring the community together without actually being 
together. So if anything, gaming is the one sport that is as 100% COVID friendly as you can get. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. I feel a lot like it kind of has opened up our community a lot more. And I feel like anime has kind of become more popular during this time as well. I feel like um, K-pop and J-pop and all this kind of stuff has only grown throughout the pandemic, pandemic, whereas other um, sources of entertainment, I feel like, have really taken a backseat. For instance, going to the cinema. So it's like, instead of teens going to the cinema on a Friday night to hang out, they're now meeting up and gaming online in in place of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, with things opening back up, the theaters are kind of slowly starting to refill up but i feel like COVID has definitely brought about a very subtle change to the way life is kind of run yeah but it's like you said as well it's brought a lot more stuff to the forefront and mainstream yeah i feel like it's one of those things that is going to be a, a a change that sticks with our generation i feel like you know how sometimes you would hear like stories of of evacuees or, or people that had fought in the war or whatever and like small things of their life were things that they learnt during a time when, you know, they were locked down or they were, you know, they learnt during a specific period of time of a couple of years. And that never changed for them, even though, you know, the generation right behind them reverted back. I feel like our generation are going to have some of those traits because of this pandemic. It's been such a global change for us and such an integral change for us, for our lives, that we're going to behave slightly differently from this new generation that are like infants now when they grow they're gonna do things they're gonna behave the way that maybe like the the boomers behave you know within within a certain area of like going out and socially interacting you know i feel like there's gonna be an element of our of like two or three generations for us millennials and zoomers or something that are always gonna behave this way and then you know, our kids are going to revert back to how people behave beforehand. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like that's very much a possibility. However, with the way technology is progressing, I feel like a lot of stuff may also kind of progress into more of like a VR type state oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, no, I don't think we're far off of so that So let's all. go meet up in person, but not in person. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've, I, it's, <laughs> I, I can imagine... Our generation, when we have kids, like, our kids are going out the door and we're like, do you have your hand sanitizer and your mask with you? And the kids are like, no, mom, why do I need to have the mask? Eh," You know? like, No, mom, I've already had my COVID-32 vaccine. I don't need that shit. Yeah. It's like, um, uh, we're going to be the generation that is hypervigilant about germs. And they're going to be annoyed at us because of our, our germ like phobia well not only that but think about the absolute massive pile of shit that we have quote-unquote lived through yeah in our lifetimes y2k the economic crash of 08 yeah the well i mean covid mad cow ebola yeah mad cow's a fun one my brother and my parents cannot donate blood because of mad cow but i can yeah, because you are young bean. Because I am young bean. By like six months, the cutoff was like six months. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel like I feel like that's it's going to be a, a interesting to see because obviously we're 
not even anywhere close really to COVID wrapping up at this point. If if you go back into our podcast of like two years ago and it's just like, oh yeah, COVID will be in over soon and then we'll go out and do shit. It's like, no, not happening. Um, I think there was a lull where we just stopped fucking talking about it. We did. We were just like, I'm fucking done. Damn it. This is bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. I, I guess we have actually recorded our COVID progress without in, in meaning to. Yeah, we really have because we started this right as COVID started to really become a thing. Yeah. Although COVID kind of became known in January, it really kind of picked up in March. Yeah. Which is when we started this thing. Yeah. It was like, it was like the big cities were starting to go into lockdown just as we started doing this and but i was fine for the longest time because i was so rural and now i've actually moved out of that rural area and the rural area has gone to shit and now the big cities are like ah we're used to this yeah i don't know it's very it's very fascinating i feel like we've kind of unintentionally documented our entire um covid escapade but yeah um i forgot what i was gonna say i don't know is there ever a point to this no (laughs) no there isn't never thank you all so much for listening we appreciate it (laughs) yeah goodbye (laughs) okay let's jump into the show because i was gonna say you ready to dive into this nonsense yes let's do background and um triggers (laughs) all right so wonder egg priority is an original anime so it is not based off of a manga light novel or anything of that sort of shenanigans it was developed by cloverworks and aniplex for those that are unfamiliar with cloverworks and one thing that is going to become very very apparent as we get into this do you know what else cloverworks has made what the promised neverland that explains so much yeah so that's I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Anyway. (laughs) It shows consistency, at least. It really does. Like, we as anime watchers get a... We are very prone to repetition and expectations, especially of the same studio. Yeah. So whenever you go into things, you expect something, especially if you know the studio that's behind it. Mm -hmm. I did not realize this was made by Cloverworks until about halfway through. I just so happened to be paying attention to the OP. I see that and I'm like, you know, I can see it. Yeah, there's a Cloverworks has a very specific animation style specifically regarding faces of grief or shock or you know expression of an uh, an extreme negative emotion that um the the facial expression that they use and the shapes of the faces and everything are very specific i feel like now that i know that i can pinpoint exact kind of signatures to their style mm-hmm. not only that but the like low quality animation faces as well like whenever they're meant to be silly and stupid are very much the same yeah as well so you can definitely see all of that in this but also in the way that storytelling is done as well yes although this was not nearly as cliffhangery as uh promised neverland was Mm -hmm. however there are definitely a lot of similarities in the storytelling some of which we will get to yes So the show was directed by Shin Wakabayashi, and it had its original run from January 13th to June 30th of this year for a total of 12 episodes and one hour-long OVA. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
your turn. <laughs> okay. Bear with me here, because this is... Uh, we'll, we'll get through the easy bits first. So this is a, uh, a rated R or 17+, which I feel like is very appropriate. Uh, it is as much appropriate as we could possibly hope for yeah. for this. Because, like, R or 17-plus is bare minimum for this shit. Yes. Yeah, it is a 100% not just you should be an adult, it is also you should be in a good mental state to watch this show, because it's incredibly triggering. I'll get more into that in a second. But yeah, it is rated a 7.87 out of 10 on my anime list, and a 4.10 out of 5 um, on Anime Planet, or an 8.2 out of 10, so, um, yeah, it's a, a, a between a 7.8, 7.9 and a 8.2 for both shows, which we will, I will get into my opinion on that rating. Um, and it has a 6.94% dropped rate, which is actually about on par for what I was expecting, maybe a little low. It's so extreme, this show, that I feel like it would be very intense for a lot of people watching it, which is why I was kind of expecting there to be a higher dropped rate, but it hasn't been out very long. Like we said, it's only been up, uh, it's, it's only a, a 2021 release, so um, that percentage may vary as time progresses. We will see, but I feel like it should have a, a fairly high drop rate just because of the context of the show. So, triggers. I'm going to put just a general trigger out there, specifically just for, like, any kind of abuse or bad shit. It's probably in this show. I'm not kidding when I say that they tackle pretty much every single type of shit that they could possibly cover. I feel like they had a checklist of triggers and were like, how many of these can we hit? And they got them all. So, fair warning. I am going to specifically mention um, child abuse of all kinds. Um, uh, gender stuff, because I know that's not one that's normally included in anime, especially in the way that it's done. It's done in a way that would trigger somebody if they have issues with gender. So, that's a thing. Alcohol abuse, suicide, literally everything, cults. Like, I'm not kidding when I say if there is a trigger, it's probably in this, so... Yeah, and suicide being the biggest one, considering the entire premise of, of this show is, is based around suicide. 100%, yeah. So, basis of the show is a group of children, or young teens, I'm gonna put them at around 14 years old. Uh, they are right at about 14. They yeah. are in their 8th grade year okay so 14 years old and they they are very fitting of that character wise personality wise the way they're drawn very 14 and it's about them all having experienced somebody close to them who committed suicide they are then tasked with a mission to kind of discover themselves and what happened and also it has the supernatural element well like science yeah super like a sci-fi element to it that's um, about seeing if they can change what happened in the past or uh, different dimensional properties. Like, it's very, it gets into that kind of stuff a lot. I'm trying to word it so it doesn't spoil anything. But that is the premise of the show. Um, it is, all of these girls have already gone through so much that when they are experiencing more of the show, and they're not just learning about 
their stories, they're learning about other characters' stories, so there'll be a character that's only in it for like a half of an episode, but they have such a tragic backstory themselves that they're just loading on triggers on top of each other. So that's, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very, very serious when I say that this is an intense show that is very, very heavy content. 100%. Okay. So with that being said, let's put those spoiler chicken hats on and, uh, and jump into this dissection. Yeah. My God, man. <laughs> yeah. The, just seriously, my God. I have, I have, this show is such a fascinating topic because on one hand, you are absolutely captivated by everything. Yeah. That the show has to offer. It is beautifully stunning. The storytelling is absolutely phenomenal. Everything about it, the way they portray everything is done extremely well. But they do not know how to stick a fucking landing to save their lives. No, it's... Uh, um. Okay, let's skip to the end because I just want to talk about these last two episodes. Specifically the very last episode, excluding the OVA so messy that was so so messy it was like a, a portal in a portal in a dimensional field in a different one going through there's two of eyes and she's they, they were in different clothes and then they were in the same clothes and you're trying to keep up and it's just one of those things where it's just it was so much that you are withdrawn from the story because you're just trying to catch up the show is very bad about fiddling with the timeline to where you don't know what's going on when. No, yeah. And it kind of starts that trend kind of, fuck off, Motorcycle Brigade, I am speaking, I am important here, go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> it's just like, yes, I agree, go away. <laughs> I am the god of this realm, shoo. Shoo, off with you. <laughs> Okay, that kind of ruined train of thought. Anyway, <laughs> so it picks up this trend like halfway mm. through the show of swapping back and forth, especially whenever it pertains to our main character, I, and her struggles at home mm. on top of what's going on in the dream world. Yeah. And then it progressively continues to get worse as the show goes along to the point to where the people that they are saving are not actually from their world, but a parallel world. Yeah. So that's how our girls are able to run across both themselves and their friends that they have saved before, on top of the puppet men being able to kind of manipulate who they save. Yeah. So it's it gets very, very last five episodes of Darling in the Bronx. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so, I don't like how, <laughs> I don't like how they introduce the main villain of the series in the last quarter of the season. Like, it's, but also it's, but they're not, but they are. But then there's just these other characters and then there's somebody who we still don't even know who they are. And it's like they're setting up for a second season, but they haven't really even established the first season by the time they're setting up the second. You know what I mean? Well, if they had just left it where they did with the end of episode 12, I feel like I almost would have been fine 
with it because they left it off at a point of what could be considered one of the biggest cliffhangers in season-ending anime history, at least from what we have covered on this show. Mm. So they... I was fine with them introducing the villain there towards the end, because they, they never really built towards it. Like, they had a general premise of the show, yeah, and you could kind of feel, like, it building as it went. Yeah. However, I don't like the way that they brought them in, because typically, whenever you bring in the villain, you introduce them, and then in the second season, you might get into, like, their backstory. You don't introduce them, and then, boom, immediate backstory. Yeah, I feel like that's... I don't know. I feel like if they were going to do it the way that they did, I would have liked more foreshadowing in the beginning. That being said, I have only watched this once through, so if I watch this again, I may see foreshadowing in the early episodes that I didn't know now because I have hindsight. But looking looking back on it, I don't see any instances where there were foreshadowing leading to the end of the season. I feel like it was just, they have this system, this is the way the world works, we kind of have a villain that we don't really know if they're a villain or not, but we know that they're not associated, like, because the thing about it is, is the way that this is set up is that we have several villains, because we have the premise of the, we have the storyline of them getting the eggs, and then uh, protecting those people and then trying to bring back their loved ones, right? But parallel to this, we also have Ai, who's dealing with Sensei. And all throughout the, the season, I, I'm not talking about the OVA here, because like I said, I haven't watched it, I just read the, the description on Wikipedia. So if we exclude the OVA and we only talk about the season, all throughout the entire season, you're sitting on the edge of is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Is he... he the whole time. And even at the very, very end, when you're like, oh, so he was a good guy that was just... It was kind of just pushed on him. You still have this lingering question of, or was he? And if you end the series on episode 12, you kind of don't... That doesn't clear up. You just sit there and you're going, so he was a good guy, right? You know, the whole time. And so that's who our kind of main villain is throughout this for the first three quarters of the season because the the villain to do with the eggs isn't visible. You know, we have the individual storylines of the, the girls and the eggs, but we don't have the actual main villain for that storyline until the last quarter of the season when um when it's kind of introduced and we're given the more overarching thing of like there is this big one boss who is kind of drawing in young girls to get them to die you know and then we have to f they the girls are, are warriors being trained to fight this which is kind of implemented a little bit earlier but it's not really ever like gone into depth about and by the time it all happens i felt like it was kind of crunchy and um i i feel like if this show had been over two arcs had had been over like a yeah if it had been two cores they could have they should have spent a whole twelve episodes on that section you know what I mean mm -hmm. I feel like this would have been better if it was a twenty five twenty six episode season I completely agree I feel like they could have taken everything about the main villains out yeah and kept everything else exactly the same and I would have been fine with the core being as it was yeah. Or they even could have introduced, like, the little side enemies. Yeah. And kept 
the main one out. Yeah. Because that was part of the intrigue whenever the side villains kind of came into play mm-hmm. of, okay, like they're mentioning somebody, but there's no actual, you know, give to it. And then immediately cut to Puppet Man explaining to I everything. Yeah. And again, that is where it started to hit me that they were kind of pulling a Promised Neverland season two. Yeah. With us and like trying to speed things up and kind of give us all this info at once in hopes that it would kind of clear things up. Which it didn't. It just gave you more questions. Uh, yeah. Not only that, but taking an episode straight out of the middle and turning it into a recap episode. And at that point as well, like that's not where we needed the recap. If we were going to have a recap, then I would have liked it to be maybe at the end of season 12, at the end of episode 12, to just be like, oh, hey, so this is what happened the last few episodes, because I know you're confused. Um, well, but no. you want me to, you want me to break your heart a little bit more? Yeah, go ahead. The first half of the OVA is also a recap. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Great. Um, so, again, it's one of those things to where the show itself does a lot right until it gets to the point of where it starts trying to outdo itself and speed things along. Yeah, it really does feel like it it should be at least a two-core season. But I would honestly probably put it at just two seasons. The first season, to me, should have just been them, the four girls getting to know each other, and them finding the eggs, them having multiple battles. By the way, magical girl battles. Like, they're seriously magical girls. Mm -hmm. Um, So them having those battles... And then trying to revive their their friends, I would have it end with them reviving their friends and then leave, like, a string of hints about there being more to the situation after the fact. Or you could, to me, you could have even ended the season on, um, just Rika, or um or Momo revo- reviving her friend, and then have it like her revived, and then fade. She disappears. She's gone. The girl comes down, attacks her. Her uh, alligator was it an alligator? I think. Um, and then and then ends the season there, like on a horror, like spooky moment. That would have been fine. Don't leave all of the rest of this stuff. Like, give us some foreshadowing, some little hints for it to tease us. And then make the rest of that a whole nother season. It didn't need to be like this. No. And again, if they they could have kept going with everything else, even I facing off with the teacher in her final kind of showdown. Yeah. You could have left everything up to that point, 100%. minus the shit with the villains. Yeah, we didn't need that. That was too much. It, we already had a really, really good plotline with really, really good individual villains for all four of the girls. We had our core group of people that we were very familiar with. With We had our system. And then all of a sudden, in the last, like, three or four episodes, they just throw on a bunch more shit about a bunch of characters that are just being introduced on top of all of the stuff that we already have, while we're already dealing with really heavy, really serious, really intense topics, they then add on all of this extra shit, more intense, more horror, on top of that, 
that also is so sci-fi-y compared to the rest of it, which, I mean, there is an element of sci-fi, but this is just, like, way more. All the way on top. I mean, top. It's, it's technically a dream world, so although it's sci-fi, it's still very much, like, grounded in reality, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Whereas the the second they started bringing in interdimensional travel, which could have been saved for another fucking season. Yeah. That could have been saved. They could have gotten rid of that for all I give a shit about. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of having kind of that as options to kind of, because in essence, it kind of leaves it open to where you can bring about and do corrections on things that go wrong. Yeah. Also, it it kind of threw me off going into the OVA special as well because of the way that episode 12 ended and then going into the OVA yeah. It very much gives you a sense of the wrong eye survived. Yes, and also, I don't know if this was explained in the OVA, but there's, there's a, I, so you know how in the very first episode, it's like, if your eyes or your heart get injured, then you die in that world, right? No, those are the one things that will not regenerate. Okay. Like, if you lose your eyes, that won't regenerate. That okay. will not heal. Fair enough. Okay. And if you die, then you die. It's very much kind of like an SAO situation. Okay, okay fair that. enough. Then I got that wrong. That's a me thing, then. Uh, because I was like, um, I thought it was like, if, if it was your eyes and your heart, then that was, the, that was like your biggest weakness. But yeah, okay, if that's wrong, then that's just wrong. However, I do think that she lost her eye, but then other her gave it up. Yeah. So that she could have her eye back. Mm. I think that's the one thing that may have happened. It didn't explain it, and it pissed me no. off. No, and uh, the way that it was, because it, it was like she was stroking her face, and her face looked fine. She was just unconscious, and then a few seconds later, she's reminiscing on that moment once she's woken up, and the body is lying there with her eye gouged out, and it's like that's not that what, huh? Uh, I mean, we saw the eye come out, but then she was looking at her, and she was fine, and then all of a sudden she. It was very confusing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like we had a really good world build. And then in the last quarter of the show, they add a whole bunch of stuff to do more world building. And it feels like you did a school project and you got all the way to the end of your PowerPoint presentation. Then you realize that you need five more slides. So you just pile on shit. Well, I mean, again, The Promised Neverland, that first season was picture perfect. Yeah. Like, I would change nothing about that first season at all. Yeah. Go to the second season, there's a lot that I would fucking do differently. Yeah. And this is very much the same scenario, just why wait for a second season when you can fuck everything up now? Yeah, it's like, it's perfect until the recap episode, and then <laughs> what happens after that? Come on. I, I really want to rewatch this show and kind of see if there's some things that I missed out on or didn't notice just because of there's I'm left with so many questions that I just don't know how I feel about it. I, I very much enjoyed the show as somebody that has dealt with a lot of the mental health struggles and stuff that goes on with this show. Like I connected to it. I was invested. Yeah. And then it wrecked my world in just the most disappointing manner possible. Yeah, I agree. I actually feel like they handled the difficult topics pretty darn well. It's it's difficult in um, our current society to address topics like this without intense 
like scrutiny because they are especially in children this is they're very 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 heavy very intense subjects and i feel like they actually did a pretty good job of putting these into a show in a way where it brings up it up as a topic of conversation whilst still being entertainment and not taking away the seriousness of these topics it didn't feel like that they were um glossing over anything or they were glamorizing anything or romanticizing anything it felt very scary and very you know intense and very uncomfortable Uh, that being said i feel like that was enough i feel like that's enough for the season you don't need to add everything else on top in the end i feel like that would have been fine for a second season i don't feel like you needed to have it all in one Mm -hmm. i'm gonna ruin something for you now though okay let's talk about the op Because the second line of the OP is the same, I don't know if it's the same key or the exact same notes or something, as the (laughs) intro to Do You Want to Build a Snowman? (laughs) So as soon as I heard it, I was like, where do I know that from? Now, here's here's a thing. So, I don't much care for the OP of the show. Yeah. It was very pretty. Mm. And, like, the animation style, everything was stunning. Yeah. Again, I cannot give Cloverworks enough props for their animation department. Like, great fucking job. Mm -hmm. A lot of those photos were extremely realistic, so point nailed. Yes, yeah. But the issue that I take with it is that it didn't fit. I preferred the ED mm-hmm. on this one to yeah. the OP very much so, but the yeah the OP didn't fit. I like the music, but you have ruined that for me, and I now hate you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, there was one more thing that I wanted to talk about. That's kind of uh, just in general. There's so much explanation glossed over, but one thing that this um, isn't a show that I feel like shouldn't be gone into episode to episode though because it it touches on so much heavy shit that i feel like it would be wrong for us to sit here and try to like pick it all apart yes yeah in fact i i would just much rather tear the entire show apart for hurting my feelings yep yep um and one thing that confused me or like frustrated me or, or just i'm just i'm not sure how i feel about it um are the mannequins um mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just... Let me find their names. Uh, Oh, Akka and... Uh, Ura-Akka. Yeah, Akka and Ura-Akka. Yeah. Um, They created an AI robot that looked like a young girl. Perfectly, you wouldn't be able to tell. After they created her, they decided that they didn't want to be in their human shells anymore because they wanted to live long enough to be able to revive their niece-slash-daughter, right? They chose to have their brains implemented into mannequins. That was a choice they made, because they could have made replicas of their bodies. That didn't age, by the way. No. Like, that AI did not age at all. Yeah. So instead of choosing to be in a robotic replica of their body, or of somebody else, or anything else, literally anything, they were... Evil genius mad scientists. They could have been anything they wanted. They literally built this entire situation is because of them. And they chose to 
fabric mannequins, like dress forms. But can we appreciate the style of both of those mannequins, though? One of them, he had a limp and had to use a cane in the real world, so he he also has a limp and a cane in the mannequin body. Like, wouldn't you think you would get rid of a thing that's kind of, like, a detriment? No, because the brain get gets used to doing things. So, therefore, if his brain's in a mannequin, fuck it, have a limp. Uh, I just don't understand that part. Like, See, here's the thing. I don't understand it either. No. However, I love it. Because the more you think about it, the more it makes me chuckle. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid, but I love it. Yeah. Like, it's fantastic. I, I gotta give that props. Yeah. Because now, <laughs> now that you pointed out, <laughs> that's great. I'm... <laughs> Oh my god, it's, that's wonderful. I was just thinking about that. I was sitting there and I was like, they made a girl. They made a girl. Like, out of robots. Out of nuts and bolts and electromagnetic waves or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. They made a girl. They grew a girl. Yeah. In a, like, they didn't make one, they grew it. Yeah, in a, like an incuba- in incubation water tank thing. I don't know, hydro flask. They freaking made a girl out of hydro flask. <laughs> Continue, continue. And then they choose to be a freaking mannequin. Like, <laughs> like, what did they go to? Old Navy? And they're like, oh, we'll have one of them, please. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was just, it was one of those things where I was sitting there and I probably missed about five minutes of the show because I'm just contemplating why the fuck they chose that. But, you know, oh, okay. Oh my god, it's brilliant. Whatever. I love it. That's, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, okay, those are all the the notes that I had made whilst watching this show that I wanted to cover. Um, do you want to go into some of the more specific storylines and talk about some of those, or are we just going to keep it fairly general? I think, I think it's just good to kind of keep it fairly general, because again, this show touches on so many things that I feel like it's best to where if, if you're listening to this and you believe you're capable of making it through the show, I would say watch it if you want more context on the actual story, because the story, if they had slowed it down, would be a fantastic story. Yeah, I agree. Like, I love everything about the story, the way that they handled a lot of things. They did it extremely well. They just sped it up way too much at the end to where it ruins the entire show. I agree. And but I definitely think it's worth a watch. I will recommend watching this over the second season of The Promised Neverland any day of the week, as long as you can actually make it through it without it, you know, being harmful to you or your mental health. Yeah, I do not recommend binging this, just because binging it is incredibly heavy. You won't want to do uh, yeah. anything else. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. you'll need a weekend to recover. Um, I will say that I found the concept of the the original concept of the show to be very interesting and very unique. I've never come across I've never come across a kind of topic like this before of the idea of of them having to um like of these girls going to buy an egg from an egg vending machine, smashing the egg, protecting the person who is inside the egg, and then killing their demon to then stack up enough saviors to revive their friend, I thought was a very unique concept that I've not come across anything similar to that before. 
Yeah, it is incredibly unique from that standpoint, and also the fact that they don't even have to kill the main boss of, you know, what the individual is, you know, that is quote-unquote their trauma or obsession or fixation from their past life. If they can convince the person to get past it, then it'll just go on and explode itself anyway. Yes, yeah. Like that bit with uh, Nehru... And what's her face? Whatever they solve an equation and make the bad scientists explode, I was like, "Yeah, what kind of literal big brain shit is this?" Uh, it it was a very mean girl's moment of like the answer does not exist. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a moment. Um, I do also want to praise the show for how I fe- feel like they dealt with um, gender issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an incredibly heavy episode. I feel like it's one of the the heaviest, in my opinion, of this show. It's one of the ones that I felt very uh, emotionally drained by, like, I'm not even going to lie. It was a very, very taxing episode for me, so be aware of that one. But I felt like they did a very, very good job of just making it another issue that teens experience, as opposed to something that's like, look at this story about transgender people and the shit that they have to go through. It felt like they didn't put it on a specific pedestal. It felt very grounded in with the rest of the show, just mixed in with all the other issues, and it was a very... Um, like, blended way of doing it, and I really, really liked that. I felt like they took it as seriously as all of the others and kept it consistent. So, yeah, it really didn't feel like it was like a, we're doing this as a way to uh, get good bonus points with people who are part of the rainbow community. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was very well done. And even the way that they handled Rika's, uh, issues with self-harm yeah. as well. Like, that was done extremely well. Yeah. It, yeah, it, I have to say that I don't think that anything that was addressed in this show felt like they were ever making fun of it or making light of it. It it really was, like, jarring, and it does make you uncomfortable as a viewer. It's intentional. They're trying to make you feel uncomfortable because the topics are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I actually really, 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 really like that even up until the end of the 12th episode, you don't know whether Sensei is bad or not. Right. Um, And you're leaning towards him being okay, but it's actually quite jarring when I has her switch to him. Mm -hmm. Because she's questioning, 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 and then all of a sudden she decides that she's going to go to school and that she's like going to address it and that it's it's fine it feels kind of like you're sitting there as a viewer and you're going wait 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 are you sure like he's still sketch mm-hmm. and uh and then they have their conversation and you don't get to see that conversation it's it's a very intense um well you do end up getting to see the conversation yeah and that whenever she runs to school she just tells him she's like i want to come back to school yeah um and the whole but then there's no in between like you don't get to see the school life you don't get to see kind of what all goes on you kind of hear it through eye of what goes on and with her being bullied and everything else and how she's just kind of putting up with it again mm. but there's no you just don't get closure no with this and that's i feel like that's probably my biggest issue is that i don't have 
closure on something that I got invested in and then therefore pissed off because of the way that it ended up going. However, if there is one kind of big blanket PSA I can take from this ep- or from this series to kind of pass along is check on your homies that, you know, kind of deal with mental health issues. Yeah, even the ones You never that, know when yeah. they might need you. Well, any of them, because sometimes it's the happiest people that are the ones that are closest to the edge. So, so check on everybody. Let them know that you're there yeah. for them. Um, mm-hmm. 100%. And it, isn't it Mental Health Awareness Month? Maybe? I think so. I think it might be. So, yeah, definitely check on all the homies. Love or on them. Like Let them know you care. Domestic Abuse Awareness Month or something. I don't know. It's something to do with, with that. Either way, important to just let people know that you're there for them. Um, yeah. yeah. So how, okay. So let's talk about Frill because I feel like we do need to go into these, the last two episodes with Frill. Uh, no, I don't want to talk <laughs> about it. talk about it? No, I am. If you want to talk about it, feel free. However, again, I'm, I'm still trying to process and get through it. Yeah. Cause I'm very unhappy with kind of how the show went i am very very pissed especially the ova episode like i am royally frustrated yeah so well okay i'm just going to talk about these last two episodes and and um we won't go into the ova but um so uh, hmm i'm uh uh i'm frustrated is how i'm gonna word this i'm very very frustrated because Aka and Uraka created Frill. They built her with the as an AI with a, an ability to learn on her own and the traits that a 14-year-old girl possesses. So not just like happy emotions, but also like selfishness and 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 extreme em- 14-year-olds in general are hormonal fucks. They are feeling the slightest inconvenience feels like the end of the world to them, and it's not their fault. It's it's the the hormones that they're experiencing that are making it seem like life or death. They built an a learned a learning AI around that time period. Then they just left her alone. They got distracted by life, they moved on, they just let her be. Then when she murders someone they don't destroy her. They don't... They lock her in a box. <laughs> uh-huh. Isn't there an off button? She's a robot. <laughs> I mean, they kind of lead you to believe that they might have. Because, you know, all the fire. Yeah. But then, no. Nope. Let her live. Lock her in a box. And then that's why the show kind of goes off the rails. Yeah, doesn't she need to be plugged in? Like, how is she, how is she charging? Again, they grew her. And then implanted an AI into her. So I don't think she herself is actually a robot. But like, okay. She's an AI, but she was- So she's like biomechanics. Yes. So, okay, but then also like, why are you- Like, I- She murdered your wife, dude. She nearly killed your child while it was still in the stomach of your wife. And you're just like, oh, I'll just put her in a box. Like, that's fine. And then forget about her for years. Like, I'm sorry, but no. No, that doesn't make any sense. That does not make any sense. Well, again, they almost lead you to believe that she should have died. Like, whenever they lock her in the box, it's like, okay, yeah, she's done. No, 
No, she is not. Yeah. And then... and uh, But also, like, I get that they're trying to, like, make you empathize with, with Frill. Because she was abandoned or whatever. I get that. And I, I get those emotions. I'm just still mad at Aka and Uraraka for just... I, you're dumb. Some of the smartest people in the world and they're so dumb. Well, it's it's another one of those situations to where the entire area is one huge gray area. Yeah, the educated because idiots. Because you have they're... you have created a true artificial intelligence. You programmed that artificial intelligence with emotions that it can learn and grow on its own, but with like you said, the emotions of a 14-year-old where those emotions kind of run wild. And she is permanently stuck as a 14-year-old with those emotions. So although she is going to learn and grow, she is still going to have the complex and the emotional stability of a 14-year-old and that whenever those extreme emotions, i.e. jealousy, something that wars have been fought over, have the ability to take root then that is, you know, that's their responsibility. They fucked up and leaving her unsupervised and letting her see those kind of things. Yeah, she was neglected. Well, she was also extremely sheltered in that she was to be kept away from society. Yeah. And then they brought in an outsider. And again, I get it. They kind of wanted to get out and, you know, be relieved after they've completed their project and the government saw they weren't going to leak that info or anything like that. However, they made the decision to create an AI, therefore they are 100% at fault for then abandoning it and living their own lives and going out whenever they weren't supposed to do that from the beginning. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, though, they've created an AI that is as close to an actual human being as scientists could ever hope to create. And therefore, if word got out, and then they killed it or destroyed it, the actual uproar that would come from that, should it get out, is, again, another gray area, technically, just because you see that shit in anime all the time. Yeah, it's just one of those situations where they just, like, forgot, I guess, that she was an AI, but they also didn't, because they forgot in the way that they that they... They were able to just, like, they were like, oh, she can take care of herself, she's, like, we raised her, she's good, you know? And so then they were like, okay, fine, we can distance ourselves from her, we can do our own shit, she's an AI, we don't have to worry about her, she's just a robot, she's not a human being, or whatever she is, I'm gonna call her a robot, but she's just a robot, we can do our own shit, and it doesn't matter because she's not living. But also, at the same time as that, they then have this, like, father relationship with her and so they they trust her to not do bad shit because they raised her but they're not taking into because they're like in on one hand they they are treating her like a human but on the other hand they're neglecting her because she's an ai so because of this it's just creating all of these confusing emotions for her that she can't regulate because they gave her the emotions of a 14 year old yeah But, and again, they look at her as if she's their own daughter. Yeah. Because they made her exactly how they would have, Their perfect daughter, If it was their perfect child. Yeah. 
then that's who she would be. And so they loved that child as if she were their own child. Yeah. So I think the reason they didn't destroy her is because of that, is because the lines for them got blurred and they couldn't tell the difference between AI and real. But also, Akka even admitted to he saw the warning signs there and he didn't do anything about it because he was like, oh, you know, it's just natural. She's not actually going to do anything whenever she is in AI. So her immediate process of handling things is going to be the most extreme rather than rationally thinking through something like an actual person would. Yeah, she has no same scope of morals as anybody else because the rules do not exist for her. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a... I get the storyline, and I like the storyline. I don't like it in two episodes. Yeah, again, there was a lot of stuff in those last two episodes that could have been taken and stretched out, and then we're not even going to get into the last fucking 25 minutes of the OVA. Yeah. Uh, um, that's a that's a story for another time. I specifically want to talk about the fight scenes now, because I feel like the majority of them were really, really, really well done. I like the kind of magical girl style um, weaponry, and uh, it feels kind of like a combination of like my hero and yeah, a magical girl like combination. It's very bright colors as opposed to I find magical girls tend to be more pastels. Um, but like the extreme weapons, I do like how the weapons are also related to their story in some way, mm. like the Exacto knife for. Um, uh, Rika. Rika, thank you. Um, I, I like that. I thought that was a clever tie. Um, and their little friends that they got, their little necklace friends, were very cute. Mm-hmm. They were very cute. And I also like how, even though it's a, it very much fits the magical girl genre, it still had that like grayscale grittiness yeah. that reminds you of, hey, this is a you know, psychological horror anime. It's not a actual magical girl anime. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, very much a psychological horror. It checks all the boxes for that. Uh, It's very uncomfy. This show is uncomfy. And definitely too much to try to binge in, like, a day. Yeah. For a podcast. Yeah. But again, fantastic premise. Just poor, poor execution, especially for the ending so i can't rate this like at all i'm choosing not to rate Mm -hmm. this because i feel like it would be unfair to cloverworks and the work that they've put into this because i don't this is pretty much how you felt about violet evergarden yeah like that's how i feel about this Mm -hmm. like i don't I'm conflicted because there's part of me that can see the work that they did into this and how they handled everything and how they touched on mental health issues and all of the good that they did. Yeah. But I also see every bit of how they fucked everything up and especially that fucking OVA. Oh my God. Yeah. So because I haven't seen the OVA, I'm literally going off only off of the 12 episodes of the season. I really like how they addressed the mental health issues. They took a serious knock with that last chunk of this. So from an entertainment value perspective, I think this hits at around a six and a half for me. Um, If I'm talking about how they address the topics, I think it probably goes much higher. I think this is a very good conversation starter. I think they did a very good job at addressing the um, severity of these issues. And I feel like they didn't 
gloss over anything or make anything seem glamorous or romanticized. I think they did a really good job of that. I just feel like they have done so much with this show at the end that has diminished the overall work of the show that it almost takes away from the conversations that have started because I feel like now any conversations that come up about this show are not necessarily going to be about the severity of the topics that are being addressed but are probably going to be about the shambolic ending. Mm -hmm. So I will give you homework Okay. For next week's episode to watch the OVA and then we'll see how your feelings yes. and rating kind of changes. Because again, I would love to rate this and rate this highly, but due to the last couple of episodes, but specifically the OVA, I can't because it would not be fair yeah. whatsoever. Because the OVA is still very much considered part of the first season, even though it's a special. Yeah. So no, I I can't. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, homework for you for next week. Yeah, um, I will watch it and, and get back to you and, and let you know what I think. But oh my god, is this show something special? Uh, very, very, very much special. Yeah. Also, docked points for the freaking recap episode. Episode 8 should not be a recap episode. There's only been 7 episodes. Yep. I mean... Don't get me wrong, that was very well done. That is probably the best recap episode I have ever seen done in anime. Yeah. Like, fantastic. The way it broke everything down and the story that it told with it, I could have went without watching those whole first seven episodes and been just as invested because of episode eight. Yes. So, fantastic job on that. But it's not needed, and we don't need it at the start of the fucking special- Oh my god. Yeah, especially considering there's only 12 episodes, and that whole episode 8 could have been used to explain more of the last two episodes. <sighs> I wonder if they just took a break for a couple of weeks, so they used it as, you know, here's a recap episode in case you forgot something. Yeah, we're know. all taking a mental health holiday because we're yep. done with this show. Honestly, if that's what they did, fair play to um, take care of yourself. But, like, also, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so, no, I... I'm getting worked up just talking about this, and we've got something fun to record after this. So I'm trying to go into it with a good headspace, but my god. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of what we are recording after this, just as kind of a preview. So B&B Anime is officially getting its own filler arc. <laughs> <laughs> so we are bringing on one of my best friends, Dakota, to kind of host just kind of a just bullshit podcast of us just kind of shooting the shit telling stories and whatever dakota kind of has in mind because we're letting him host mm -hmm. i i don't know why you let me run wild with stupid ideas but hey i i think we're i think we're in for at least funny shenanigans we're in for something all right uh yeah we're in for something yeah i wonder what the special was rated i don't know uh, the special is only a 5.08 out of 10. Perfect. There you go. On my anime list. I don't know about Anime Planet. Sig. But there we go. There's a thing. Alright. That, that everything you got to talk about? Or 2.75. 2.76 out of 5. On, so 5.4 um, or 5.5? Yes. Yeah, 5.5. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I can believe it. Consistently shite. <sighs> Again, great time. Poor, yeah. poor landing. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. So if you like Blue that accompanied me today, you can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM because she likes to post art or art updates, life updates, all that kind of fun stuff. So if you want to find her, you can check her out there. Mm-hmm. And if you like Brad, you can find him on Twitch at Brad Carter Gaming. He is also on Instagram under the same handle and uh, likes a bunch of TikToks as well. So you can follow him on TikTok, even though he probably he doesn't post. You don't post, right? Uh, no, I'm learning how to take stream clips mm. and turn those into TikToks. So that is something that's probably going to be coming in the near future, because due to the streamer group that I'm in, we play a lot of horror games and shit like that, which... Did I send you the one from Bonk Stream the other day about the not. new Devour map? You did not, so you need to. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I think you're gonna have a great time. Perfect. And so, yeah, if you want to see, if you want to be the first to see his his TikTok content, then uh, jump over there and give him a follow as well. Um, and yeah, we're at BNB Anime on all of our social. If you like both of us uh, for Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. We're also on YouTube where we have a bunch of fun stuff coming, as well as some changes that have been happening. We're now running a um, our episodes drop a week behind on YouTube. So if you're on YouTube, you should go on over and follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever listening platform you use, because then you'll get to hear us a week early. But if you like YouTube and you like the comment section there, then keep watching us there. That's fine too. We don't mind. Not uh, only that, but the new fancy video template that we are going to be using from this point going forward yes. is absolutely lovely. Oh my god. Yeah. It's so awesome. Yeah, super cool. And we've got a bunch more stuff coming out there as well. So that's like progress is happening on there. Um, we also have a website. I got there eventually. <laughs> got there eventually. Uh, you w- do it. Right? www.bnbanime.com, where there are links to your favorite listening platforms. So if you don't know if we're on a certain platform or not, just go into the website because you will find it or you can just search us at BNB Anime. We're there too. And we also have all of our episodes archived on there as well. So if you want to download them straight from the website, you can do that too. We have uh, background stuff, friends of the podcast, links to our IMDb, um, all kinds of fun stuff is all on the website. So feel free, be sure, do what you want, check it out. Yeah. Yeah. What's next week? Uh, so next week we have Life Lessons with Ormichi Unisan. Mm. Which, if you have not seen clips of this show by this point, you are in for a treat. Because I'm I'm excited <laughs> to cover the brawl shenanigans that is this show. And I'm sure you're looking forward to finding that shark scene that you sent me a picture shark. of. <laughs> shark! Yeah, you can, you can thank yourself for sending me that shark photo yeah. to this being on the schedule. Because this is not... Uh, anything to do with sharks at no. all it's i just, just shenanigans i just saw a shark meme and sent it to Brian. i was like anime shark look yeah because you were like i think this is my new favorite show and then after i read the title that it was from i was like oh no no this is not what you think it is <laughs> no, at it's all not, it's not a, but i was just like it's an anime shark send <laughs> um yeah we will see how that goes. I will let you uh, know if I approve of the shark at a later date next week. Yeah, so you can expect that next week. But until then, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.